0: sup squad and welcome back to another episode of the self love squad sessions with me kelly if you're new here welcome to the squad welcome to the fam like i said my name is kelly and this is the podcast extension of my instagram page the self love squad that's at the underscore self underscore love underscore squad and both platforms are a safe space for anyone on a self-love journey On this podcast, I talk about my musings as a fat, black, queer woman who is in alcohol recovery, learning what it means to love herself now. As I am an adult, this is an adult podcast, and I will at times be talking about very sensitive topics. So please, please, please make sure you wear headphones if you're at work or around small children. This week, we're going to be talking about the practice and importance of pruning. So grab your favorite non-alcoholic beverage and a snack, and let's jump right into this week's episode. Self Squad, and welcome back to another episode of the Self Love Squad sessions with me, Kelly. As always, I hope you all are doing well. I hope you all are comfortable. I am chilling with my AVEC grapefruit and pomelo mocktail. Just having a little sippy sip, you know, rocking a mocktail and a moo Um, And yeah, first things first, I just wanted to say thank you all so much for the love and the support you all have given me on my storytelling journey. That is an episode that will be coming soon, just kind of telling you how I got into it, like what I'm doing with it and my goals for it. Um, But the clip that I shared from the Talking Dirty After Dark event where I got to be one of the main stage speakers, I've just gotten so much love for it um, and from it. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for just checking on me and you know supporting me and also those of you who listen to last week's episode talking about the jeffrey situation a lot of you who didn't already know what was going on you reached out to me told me you know like i hope you're okay kelly i hope you're safe and i just really appreciate that i really am proud of the community that we've built together online through the self-love squad and the people that i've met because of the internet i'm just super grateful to have y'all in my life those of you that i know online and in real life i'm just uh, super grateful for for your presence so i just wanted to get that out the way but we are here today, we have gathered here today to talk about, I think, the most depressing celebrity news that has come across my news feed since we found out BTS was going on hiatus with, side note, why didn't those motherfuckers all go at once? Why are they cherry picking when they go? It was supposed to be, what, like a year and a half, 18 months, almost two years, whatever. Um to go into the Korean military. And only two of them have gone. One of them might be going soon. Well, two of them might be going soon. So Jin went last year and he's got um, a couple more months left. He got a couple more days left. And then J-Hope, I think went earlier this year. Uh, RM is about to go. And I think Suga is about to go because he just finished his tour. And then we have the younger three so we have jungkook who just released seven the song seven with um with lotto if you haven't heard it it's so fucking good and it's fully in english so i don't want to hear any bullshit but when you listen to K-pop, it's in korean bitch the song's in english so miss me with that bullshit. um and then young or v <clears throat> is said to have a solo project so he won't be going for a while and then jimin will be going and he did his solo project earlier this year so Yeah, it's basically going to be two to three more years before we get all of them back at this rate and that just annoys me. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Lizzogate and the way that the discourse online just breaks my heart so as always you know a girl likes to give a good backstory you know I'm a cutie for the context I love giving contextual information when I tell my stories so if you've been living under a social media rock you may or may you may or may not know that Lizzo is being sued not for the first time but for the second time by some previous dancers and now a previous uh, creative director for basically harmful and toxic work environments threatening to fire them because of weight gain actually firing them um because they wouldn't engage in inappropriate sexual conduct there was a rumor that she made them walk across the brooklyn bridge for a slice of cheesecake or some shit and basically just being in real life everything that she says she doesn't stand for so you know being fatphobic being just a bad boss And the reason why it's important to say this is the second time is that she was sued, I want to say a year ago, um, by some of these same dancers, and the lawsuit was dropped. And then this time they came back with with more force. And there's just so many angles to look at this. But I just want to say that... In a situation where most of the people involved, with the exception of the um, creative director, I believe she is like a, th- or she's like a thinner Asian woman, um, everyone involved is fat and black, flat black woman to be exact. And so people having these think pieces who aren't part of that community, it's giving very much massage noir it's giving very much racism it's giving very much fat phobia laced in concern for people you never supported to begin with you know what i'm saying so i'm not really happy about that and that's what i wanted to talk to you all about today so a lot of the conversation It's not even around just how crazy the allegations are because let's not, let's not lie. We don't know Lizzo. At the end of the day, her self-love message is part of her brand. And so she might have realized, you know, I'm speculating here, she might have realized that to be successful as a fat fat black entertainer that she needed to pander to the self-love movement and that's what she did whether she meant it or not i'm not here to argue that the only person that knows the truth is god so that's not i don't get paid for that it's above my spiritual pay grade but at the end of the day she's a celebrity at the end of the day we don't know her and as much as i have loved her music and loved her message we don't know her and what i don't appreciate is the fact that instead of harping on that the piece that yes she could be a great artist and a horrible boss she can be a great artist and a horrible person she can be a great artist and just a bitch like those are possible and that's possible for any artist we see this time and time again the people we look up to and finding out that they're sex offenders that they're pedophiles like they happens unfortunately all the time But the discourse being like, ugh, I told you we shouldn't have made her famous, this fat bitch famous, or people using the N-word, or this, that, and the other. And that is where I think, and I don't think, I know, y'all are just really telling on yourselves. Fat women, and specifically fat black women, and black women in general, are not given <clears throat> second chances like other groups of people in fact we're normally not even given first chances for every lizzo there's a hundred more fat black girls who are just as pretty just as talented just as whatever who will never make it to the level that she's on they'll never make it when's the last time we had a truly mainstream fat black girl. Amber Riley doesn't count. The girl from Precious uh, doesn't count because they're not on the same level and they're mostly actresses, you know, first, with Amber singing a little bit on the side. The last time we had a true fat musical artist was, as far as I'm concerned, Kelly Price. And so... It is so important to realize that you can hold someone accountable without one saying or having them speak for all people in their demographic but with also just giving human grace. And so like what what really is bothering me, right? Like I said, people, you know, fat black women were normally not even given a first chance. Is that I've seen so many skinny white people celebrities influencers whatever do heinous things with actual evidence with actual evidence with which is another issue in this thing there's barely any evidence to support it at this point it's just he said she said or more so she said she said twice um but i've seen so many skinny white famous people have actual proof that they've done things, even admit that they've done things, that they've groomed kids, that they've touched people, that they whatever. And society gives them a second, third, fourth chances. And here's someone who had to scream and claw their way to the top and people are like, done. Beyonce took her name out of that remix that she does. because you no know, Beyonce's on tour. And I can't remember what song it is, but there's a, a Beyonce song where she remixed it And she basically just gives, like, credit to to entertainers. And Lizzo was one of them. And then this, like, the concert she had the night that the news broke out, she took Lizzo's name out, right? And it's like, people don't want to hold her accountable for the possibility that she did those things. People want to destroy her without due process, And there's so many nuances there's so many layers to dissect in that action the first one being that fat people are often seen as villains fat people are often seen as monsters black people are often seen as aggressive as aggressors as generally bad people and so for some reason it's really hard to believe that your favorite white male celebrity might be a dickwad but it you don't even blink an eye. You don't even need to take a breath to believe that a fat black woman could be a bad person. Like, you're just like, yep, hmm makes sense. That's that. And what does that speak about the other fat black women in your life? <clears throat> Do you think the same way about them? Like, that's the issue. But also, people are using this as like, a see, we should have never made her famous. Where was this discord for Jonah Hill? Where was this discord for Harvey Weinstein? Where was this discord for god i mean look at what's happening with ariana grande right now and the fact that she is a chronicle homewrecker which is slightly different because it takes two to tango and i do not like that these men are not being held accountable the same way she is i think that's completely unfair but to me if the if the proof is in the pudding that to me is a is a large moral defect. A large moral issue, but no one's even batting an eyelash. Or they're like, oh, okay, well, like, whatever. You know, even with the licking donut thing from way back when. Y'all remember that when she went into the donut shop and licked the donut? It was like, uh oh, that's gross, but okay. Or look at how many early 2000 stars who tarnished their reputation with drugs, alcohol, being belligerent have been allowed to now come back and have their full fame again as if they didn't hurt people, as if they didn't hurt their fans, as if they didn't do bad things. And I'm not trying to judge sin for sin or bad for bad. Once again, that's above my spiritual pay grade. But you get the point that I'm saying. It's like, we barely got a seat at the table to begin with. Our seat was really a stool. And now, instead of just asking us to get up real quick while they figure out what's going on, people are trying to remove that place at the table altogether. And saying stuff like, oh, well, you know, like, fat women this or black women this. And and you think I'm joking, but that's literally what I've seen online. Those are the comments I'm seeing is like, oh, should have never had a fat pop star. What does that have to do with her behavior? What does that have to do with it? Is it hypocritical that... She, you know, preaches love and all this stuff, but is, you know, allegedly treating her dancers this way absolutely. But that's hypocrisy, that has nothing to do with being fat. But the fact that that's people's first instinct is actually disgusting. And at first, it didn't really bother me, I just was like, uh, eh, more rich people problems, like, not my deal. But the more that I saw the discourse, the more that I couldn't escape it and the timing of this, you know, during a time where. Stylist- stylistically speaking, early 2000s trends are coming back in full force. Everything from the Ozempic situation, you know, people wanting to be heroin, sh- you know, heroin chic thin again, and the juicy couture sweatsuits and all of that. It just is horrible timing that the one fat artist we get is basically going to be destroyed or is being destroyed as we speak during a time where extreme thinness is coming back you know they say the end of the bbl era is coming and so i don't know if that was intentional like the timing is intentional but i can't help but notice that i can't help but keep that in mind as i like keep up with the story is it's like damn we had made so much progress in the way that our world treats fat people that we even got a mainstream not an r&b like kelly price or you know hip-hop like old-school missy Elliott. we had a mainstream or have a mainstream fat pop artist and she's going away right at the same time as the body positivity movement is starting to deflate and i can't help but 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 think that there's some intention with that and then it's crazy because i don't you know i'm not taking sides once again above my spiritual pay grade i will say that to the day i die um there was a video one of the girls that um alleges that lizzo was fat to her was caught or her video was released of her auditioning for the second season of lizzo's amazon prime show after the first lawsuit had um had basically gone away so it's like you tried to sue me it didn't work and now you want to be on my show and so Lizzo's lawyers posted that basically being like yeah you're just lying because we don't want to work with you you didn't make it the first time like you're just bitter and whether or not that shoe is irrelevant but that just got me thinking like damn people will try to destroy you and still try to use you for a come up like if that timeline is accurate It's like, you really wanted to destroy me with a lawsuit. You really wanted to get some money from me. Whether or not it happened, that's not what this is about. But look, you wanted to get money from me. You wanted to ruin me. It didn't work out. And so now you want to get back in my good graces so that I can help your career. And once again, timing really is everything. I don't believe in coincidences. After that video of me performing um, a couple weeks ago kind of went, I don't want to say viral, it's not really viral, but viral for me, I guess. Um, The amount of people who have never been to my shows, who have never supported me, who I learned recently have been sneak dissing me, talking shit behind my back, this, that, and the other. We're like, oh my god, Kels! Like, you gotta get me on! Like, who? You know, how do you get these shows? Like, teach me your ways! Like, do do do! Like, how much money you make? Like, help! Like, help me get involved! Like, you know, who's your contact? And it's like, but you, but where was you? Like, like, where are you at? Like, you aren't supporting me at all. You haven't been to any of the the four shows I've done. I've done four shows in like three months, and so it's like you haven't been to any of the shows I've done but you want connects you want me to put you on but you can't show me love and as a fat black woman like that hits me so fucking hard that hits me so hard like I almost I almost can't believe it and the one last thing I want to say about Lizzo Gate is like I really have been praying that it's not true I really, honestly, almost as hard as I did during the whole Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing, because I love Johnny Depp. I, you know, was a huge fan and, like, I don't, like, once again, I'm not here to say if he did or he didn't or she did or she didn't, but just simply, like, when that news broke, you know, like, when things first started happening with the the court case... I just was like god like please let this not be true like for my sake like fuck them but for my sake and that's the same way I feel about this it's like you know I I don't know her and she doesn't know me I am just a speck in the wind but Lizzo has allowed me to exist more authentically because of her influence and the amount of people that tell me I remind them of Lizzo Even though I feel like you just think all fat black people look the same, but I digress. But still, even people just telling me that and then being like, oh, because like your energy, you're like, oh, you know, you like to twerk or whatever it is. Like, I feel like there's been a new level of fat acceptance because of the movement that Lizzo is pushing. And so if we find out that that's completely fake, I don't know what that'll mean for people like me. I don't know what that will do. I don't know how far that'll set us back in terms of lack of fat representation. I mean, most of the celebrities that were fat to look up to have lost weight. She was one of the last few plus-size celebrities that had not actively sought weight loss. I mean, Adele, Melissa McCarthy, um, shit, there's one other whose name is escaping me, like, have all lost weight. Um, even, like, just regular mid-size, like, not necessarily plus-size, like, mid-size curvy artists or celebrities have lost re- weight in the recent years. You know, Zempic parties have run rampant in Hollywood. And so, I think she's kind of the last of the Mohegans, you know? Like, she is just kind of uh, the last beacon of hope we have. And so, if that beacon of hope is a lie... I don't know what that'll mean for us. And to be honest, I don't want to find out. So I recently saw a thing on TikTok talking about how within the queer community, masked lesbians are starting to um, exhibit large amounts of toxic masculinity so much so that there have been multiple cases this year alone of masculine lesbians killing their femme partners and obviously that's concerning because like <laughs> hashtag murder you know but also just because in the same breath mask lesbians are also exhibiting like traditional male values in the way that cis and straight men say that they are but the mass lesbians are out here fucking doing it aside from the fact that they have like the costco membership version of like a u-haul membership like they just have executive u-haul vip passes aside from that they're out here building shit they're out here planning dates buying flowers paying for hair hair and nails even as the prices of those things go up they're buying uh, menstrual products at the grocery store and not caring about it. They're cooking, cleaning. They're they're doing all these things. They're, you know, being romantic. They're having passion. They're caring whether or not they're they're woman orgasms. They are doing the very things that men swear they're doing, and that we know that they're not. And so to have that same group also be the group that is now creeping into other things that males do, it's like ah. Uh-uh come back come back the selling point <laughs> the selling point was that you were everything men you were everything that straight women wanted from men minus the pregnancy don't be the toxic parts too because i was a bisexual now i'm like damn you know better than the men like I don't get me wrong, I love men and women for different reasons, but I do tend to date more masculine men and more masculine women, and part of the reason is that I like those needs met, those needs of feeling protected, those needs of feeling um like I can step in my feminine energy, you know, being a larger black woman, like I often feel I have to present or be more masculine just to protect myself, and so being with a partner who is more masculine, allows me to step back, allows me to soften up, allows me to be more feminine, to do those more traditional things, to cook, to clean, to whatever. In addition to building my career, because I'm a boss bitch, period. But what I like about dating mask feminine people who exhibit those behaviors versus cis het men that exhibit those behaviors is I often feel safer. I often feel, one, just pregnancy. Ain't nobody trying to have babies in this economy. It's not the fucking move. But additionally, I feel physically safer. Safer. I cannot tell you, you know, how many times I've been in a situation with a guy where we get into a fight and I'm like, if homeboy swung on me right now, I don't care if I'm in the gym or not. I could not protect myself. Like, I could try to put up a fight, but no matter how big I am, like, I really could not protect myself and then I date a woman and even if they're strong I'm like I could do this I could take her like I I feel safer and it's sad that it has to be that way but let's just look at history let's just look at the amount of domestic violence that happens between men and women and how it goes completely unnoticed and so to think that (sighs) to think that you're really not safe from anyone it's just so heartbreaking and I thought about making a whole episode like a dating while fat part three about this because being a multi-minority being fat being black being queer being a woman makes relationships already so much harder to get in i was talking to this guy and like for a couple of weeks it went well then we went on a date we had like two dates it went really well there was like an, a boundary issue but well, part of it was my fault i did not uphold my own boundaries and so you know i did the big girl thing i communicated that to him and then we were supposed to go on another date homeboy just ghosted me after saying everything was cool just straight up fucking ghosted me and so i'm sitting here like what did i do wrong what did i do wrong And the truth is, I did nothing wrong. It's not about wrong or right. It's that person did not have the emotional and mental maturity to just be like, hey, this isn't working for me. Okay, bye. But look how long it took to even get that. I have been single pretty much all year long. I mean, granted, I've been on and off, you know, entertaining my ex. Ugh, disgusting. But I've been single since December, officially. I've been single since December. And so, you know, I have maybe not been actively pursuing dating like I am right now, but I've been open to it. I've been putting myself out there. And so we're in month eight of the year. And that's as far as I got was one failed talking situationship three weeks long. After months of being single, months of being social, months of being out there. Now, granted, I've only been on dating apps for about a month, but even then, that's all I've gotten. Versus my thinner counterparts, my thinner black counterparts, my fat white counterparts who are getting asked on dates every other day by multiple people who are getting opportunities for this and that. And so to know that, the group of people that I'm like okay I'm attracted to this group of people have had you know some good rapport are now just as toxic as the other pool of people I'm interested in it's like not only am I dealing with the lack of options but statistically of those options I now run the risk of violence and of course don't get me wrong domestic violence exists in all uh dynamics of relationships whether it's two men you know two women non-binary whatever like they exist I get that but internally it just feels like (sighs) fuck you know like nothing is sacred anymore and I'm not saying that it hasn't been going on like that would be stupid to think that way um but it's like I didn't know about a bitch <laughs> and that kind of ignorance is bliss like being delusional was getting me through like ah, uh, mass lesbians are so great and so maybe I'm not really sad maybe it's just the weight of a wake-up call but I will say this I will say that I am slowly but surely learning through these experiences what I don't want in terms of dating and what I do want in terms of dating and Um, I'm starting to put my foot down. I'm starting to set boundaries for myself and actually enforce those boundaries. I'm starting to realize that when you put yourself out there, when you take the risk of getting to know someone or getting someone your number, that it may not always go well. In fact, statistically speaking, it probably won't. I'm not saying it'll be as shitty as being ghosted, but statistically speaking, they're not going to end up as your spouse. And so just being able to like, take a deep breath dust my shoulders off and try again hashtag r.i.p and just move on because i got ghosted earlier this year and it threw me for a fucking loop and i realize now that i've known i knew that guy almost the same amount of time i knew this guy so i feel like god really has been testing me like okay you failed earlier i'm gonna show you again and so this time i called once texted him like hey I just want to know you're okay he left me on red I was like say less bitch I'm out and I was done done you know so so yeah I know that at the end of the day I just have to make sure that I have my eyes open to the red flags so that I'm not you know out here in these streets caught lacking or anything like that Alright y'all that's it for this week's episode i hope you enjoyed it as always you can catch me after the episode where the fun and magic really happen on instagram at the self love squad that's at the underscore self underscore love underscore squad all right i'll see you next time love you bye